grace, peace, and welcome to Podcast of the Wills, a podcast that treats Star Wars like a sacred text. My name is Nick Milkey, and I am your host for another fun Star Wars Sunday night. We've made it to the end of the weekend. Um, in my part of the country, we are heading into hurricane territory. I want to shout out to some of our friends over in New Orleans. They're going through it right now. We're not going to get it nearly as bad where I am, but we're expected to get some pretty heavy rain and wind um, tomorrow. So hopefully that won't be anything too bad. But tonight we get to hang out and we get to talk Star Wars with one of my favorite people in the Star Wars fandom. Um, and I have met her one other time for just a brief few minutes and we kind of connected right away, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but before we get to that, I do have one or two quick little pieces of housekeeping um, I do this pretty much every week. Uh, we have t-shirts. We have t-shirts in our tea public store. Um, for those of you who are still trying to get over the end of bad batch season one, um, we do have the dad batch t-shirt, um, for our favorite space dads and their little lady. Uh, we have the podcast of the wills logo t-shirt. We have the hashtag spark of positivity shirt. And then also, as we have talked about several times, we also have in the podcast of the wills tea public store, the Heroes of the Mom CU logoed merchandise. And for those of you that may be new that are tuning in for the first time, Heroes of the Mom CU is the podcast that I have with my wife and my four daughters, where we are watching all of the Marvel movies in chronological order with my wife, who knows nothing about superheroes and Marvel and any of that. Um, and kind of subjecting her to that and recording her reactions. And we actually just recorded and did last night, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That one is up live now where you can get podcasts. And so we'd love for you to check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, I was surprised by her reaction to that movie because she struggled with Guardians, the first one. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a chance for us to hang out as a family and watch Marvel movies. And me being the nerd that I am, record it and share it with all my friends to listen to. So if you want a t-shirt, we'd love for you to go to our tea public store. Um, I'm about to put the address up on the screen right now. And also I just checked on this. They are on sale for the next just a little bit to like two o'clock in the morning. I'm in central time. So if you want to get one for $13, all that stuff is on sale on tea public. In fact, all of your favorite tea public merch store having folks, it's a site wide sale. So go get, T-shirts from whoever you know who has stuff on TeePublic. Go get some some merchandise to represent your favorite podcast or content creator or just, you know, somebody who likes making T-shirts. Uh, so check that out. We'd love for you to grab some of our stuff, but um, you can still hang out if you don't want to wear a T-shirt. That's fine. You don't have to wear a shirt at all. Wait, that got weird. Sorry. Um, so tonight... I can't wait to dig into this because I have an amazing guest and I'm super excited to have her on. Um, everybody, I think, pretty much knows who Christina Ariel is, but Christina is an actress. She is a host. She is a cosplayer. She is one of, if not the, in my opinion, most positive and inspiring voices in the Star Wars fandom, which is really important because we are all aware Um that there's a lot of nonsense and chicanery out in, uh, yeah, did I say chicanery? Am I that old? Um, there's a lot of nonsense in the Star Wars fandom. And Christina doesn't play those games. She's fun. She's happy. She's positive, And she brings a lot of just joy and light and beauty to Star Wars, especially as the host of the High Republic show, which is so fun. And I also have to say, because she always puts up really cool pictures of her cosplays or when she's going out to host something or when she's doing a modeling gig, she posts lots of pictures. 
a couple of weeks ago, one of our crossover episodes we had on David and Timothy Drennan from the As Father and Son podcast. And the top seven list that night that we went through was best hair in Star Wars. And we went through Obi-Wan. We went through Kylo. We went through all these different people. I forget who their number ones were as we worked through that list. But I'm here to say, in retrospect, looking back on that list, we got it wrong, guys. The best hair in Star Wars belongs to Christina Ariel. And I'm going to bring her in right now because she always has cool hair. She always has looks that just, whether it's a cosplay, whether it's a dress, you always have great hair. And so with that note, welcome. And how are you? First of all, that's the highest compliment you can give me because I love my hair so much. <laughs> I mean, that it like show. it really does show like you, you always have, whether it's cool braids, whether it's got the fro, whether you've got the puffs, like you're always, there's always something new. There's always something different. And I think it's fantastic. So you are definitely the best hair in Star Wars. <laughs> Chewbacca can get over himself. You're the winner. Oh, don't tell Eunice. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, as when I was younger, I had a crush on a, on this kid when I was like in like fourth grade or something like that. And his mom was like, you better find you a girl who keeps her hair done. She ain't going to amount to nothing. And I was like, now I go back and I'm like, now I keep my hair done. I just was really young and it was done when I went to school and just not when I got home. <laughs> That's right. You, you did what you had to. You got by. Um, well, I can't thank you enough for being here tonight. This is truly an honor for me. And... Um, like I mentioned in the intro, we met briefly a couple months ago when you were on another show and I was kind of doing some background producing stuff and we kind of connected right away. We're going to talk about your background, but you're from the South and I live in the South. And so right away we realized the world is very small um, and we know a lot of the same places and, and all that fun stuff. So before we get into talking more about Christina and who you are, um, the other thing that I like to do on this show and it started during quarantine with Stanley Tucci doing his Instagram videos where he would invite people into his very fancy, well-appointed kitchen to make cocktails. And he's wearing like tweed blazers and, you know, very refined, very cool. And so very at some Stanley point Tucci. I decided, that's right. I decided I'm going to be the Stanley Tucci of Star Wars podcasts. And so whenever I have guests on, I like to make a cocktail name it after them and just kind of use that as a way to open up our show. So tonight is no different. Um, and if I can get my screen share going on here, uh, what we have tonight is Christina's power punch. And you are somebody in my opinion, who is very strong. You pull off these awesome cosplay looks um, and you represent power to me. So this seemed appropriate. Uh, we do have your head on a Jaina Solo um, illustration, so we, we bring a little bit of legends into this fun. Um, how legendary. How, well, you are legendary indeed, so it all only seemed appropriate. So what we have tonight, um, and as I do this for the camera, um, I have my glass. I have rum, but I forgot that I only had dark rum, so I hope this drink turns out pink the way it's supposed to. <laughs> um, so we have some rum. We've got a little bit of... Uh, Costco brand seltzer that we're going to throw in here. Um, and then I have my pink lemonade and like any good Southerner, it's in a Mason jar. Um, yeah, that's not really going to turn out pink at all. It looks more like sweet tea, but I bet it's going to be delicious. Um, and I didn't have any lemons or limes to garnish with, so I'm going to go garnish lists, but I do want to raise my glass to you in a cheers and thank you for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. 
Testing with the pasta roble. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I can already tell that we, we may get like a Friday night steam room revisited because Brian from Pink Milk is in here and he's already I, said that Christina can punch him anytime. I am in the chat and I see you, Brian. That's right. That's right. You, you're going to have to all behave or not. Totally <laughs> up to you. Um, so, Christina. Hi. We're going to start out and get you to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. I kind of alluded to the fact that you are from the South or grew up in the South, maybe. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of your background in general, please, ma'am. Okay. So it all starts because I am an army brat. So it's all over the place. So kind of started in Sacramento. Shout out May 3rd. Mm -hmm. So it started there. I'm like my own. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway, um, so it started in Sacramento <laughs> and then we kind of, were stationed in different places, primarily at Fort Benning. And then my parents got divorced and we moved to Kentucky. So I was in Covington, Kentucky and like I was there for a while and like Newport, like, and I also moved back there later on, but I was primarily in, um, I was primarily in Fort Benning. Mm -hmm. And then I basically stayed in Columbus because my mom, after my mom remarried, we moved back to Fort Benning. And we were stationed there. My dad retired there. Both my dad and my stepdad retired there. And I just, I grew up in Columbus and worked near the army base. And mm -hmm. like, man, it is <laughs> wild growing up there in army base. It's, it's I, interesting. I did not do it, but being in Montgomery and having an air force base based here, um, having a, my sister's husband was in the air force, you know, being around folks and seeing friends come and go. I can't imagine the challenges that come with, and like you said, you were kind of back and forth between Fort Benning a couple of times, but a lot of times it's, you know, first it's Fort Benning, then it's Scott Air Force Base, then it's, you know, someplace in California, and then you might be into, like, th that, there's a lot there, and especially as a kid, it takes a special kind of family, and certainly a special type of personality, I think, to be able to grow up in that way, but I also think there are probably some positives that come out of that, and, you know, whether there's a great one it's non-regional yeah. diction <laughs> that's exactly right you, half you the time people don't know where off. i'm from absolutely mm -hmm. because i like yep. people don't have any idea and it's you have to know how to make friends when you move so much like you have to like sure learn how to do it in a short amount of time and like also mm -hmm. like make connections and connections are a little bit more significant like i'm a very sentimental person if you talk to people right. like Christina talks about the past a lot. It's like, no, I talk in like full circle moments and sentiments and cause I'm a big old ball of feelings. And sure. so like after moving around a bunch, like that also becomes like you either kind of become reclusive or you, I'm an extroverted introvert because mm -hmm. of all of that stuff. <laughs> well, and, and at the same time, those kinds of things take a lot of energy that takes a lot of, you know, out of you to get somewhere, meet people quick, make friends and then have to leave. And so I'm sure there's a constant battle. And like you said, the extroverted introvert, um, you know, we joke about this in my house all the time. My wife, when we go out and we go places, she's the one that's going to talk to everybody in the room. She wants to hear about your day. How are you? But the buildup to go and do that is one thing. But also it's a lot easier just to be like, I'm good with my base at home. Like I don't feel compelled to have to go out and do that. But if I go out and do that, I'm going to do it upright. Whereas I would go out every night of the week, 
and be content to post up in the corner somewhere and observe the room and pick out the two people that I'm like, that's who I care about talking to everybody else. I'm not really concerned about. Um, oh, I can't be in a room and do that. Like if I feel like someone's not being like, like included or talked to in the room, like it, like mm-hmm. it bothers me because I don't want anyone to feel alone. So it's kind of one of those things, but I also, it makes me like a very flitty person when I'm in public. Cause I'm like, Oh, sure. hi, hi, hi. Like <laughs> I turn into like a super hyper fairy when I'm in public. Cause I'm like, Oh, hi, how are you? How are you? Hey, it's so hey, good to hey. see you. And it's like, Oh, and, but it's like, it's all very like much from my heart. Cause I just want you to be like, I see you. I don't want Absolutely. you to feel isolated. No doubt. Well, um, you are also, and I've, I put this in the question and I think it really is a great descriptor of you. I think you're one of the great ambassadors of fandoms in general, because of course you do star Wars, you do the high Republic show, but you are into so many things. I mean, you do dungeons and dragons, you do role-playing stuff, you do cosplay. Like, I don't think there's a fandom that you probably haven't dipped your toe in somewhere along the way. And I think that's fantastic because there are different personalities in different fandoms. And so that I think, connects to what you're talking about describing yourself as being out and being all over the place and connected. And I think that's very good. An interesting question that I have for you is there's also kind of this interesting trifecta and I, I feel this in a separate way, but you're African American, you're a female and you grew up primarily in the American South. None of those things as a general rule would point themselves in the general view of society towards nerd stuff. So how did you end up being the fan of all the different things that, you know, kind of what were your introductions to fandom and these different genres and things that you are clearly so passionate about? Uh, one, I was born in 1986. So I grew up on the TV and okay. I loved television. Like I <laughs> loved television. Like I remember like the day two stupid dogs premiered. Like I loved all of those <laughs> things. And I loved, I have this, I this thing with my brain when I meet people and like facts and like, I remember certain facts about certain people and I like sure. play like tree links in my mind to like match mm-hmm. like one person to another thing. Cause I believe all the things are like interconnected. So having a conversation with me sometimes goes from, but starting in fandom was of course watching all of those things. But I got my first comic book store trip with my grandpa, Jack, who was really, really cool. And I tell this story a lot because mm-hmm. he served on the Starship Enterprise the year that Star War, that Star Trek premiered. He was on the Starship okay. Enterprise in the Navy. And mm-hmm. he like introduced me to so much. Like, he was just so cool. He took me to my first comic book store. And I remember I got an X-Men comic because I loved X-Men, the animated series. But I was right. super excited because I got an X-Men comic. There was a Rugrats comic that I got and a Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. comic. And I'll always like remember going in there because I loved X-Men. Like it just... We had X-Men, the board game. Actually, I still have it on my game <laughs> shelf, but I do like... That's fantastic. It was an X-Men like role-playing board game, tabletop game, mm-hmm. and my family would play. Like My dad was always Bishop, and my mom was Storm, and my sister <laughs> and I would like fight over like Rogue. And it was just like, it was such a part of like growing up and like knowing those things. My dad would come home, like my stepdad, dad. When mm-hmm. I say that, no, I'm probably meeting him. That's right. Because that's my nerd dad. He would come <laughs> home from work early to watch like tsunami with me and my sister like he would come home so we could watch like sailor moon we could watch reboot and like he would get Mm -hmm. super into it we would watch highlander and he recorded all of the episodes on vhs so we could always like go back and watch them and my sister and i'd be like there could be only one 
And that's like part of the reason why if I really need to get hype in the morning, I listen to Princes of the Universe by Queen because it gets me super hype because it's just such a Love great song. That. And also it's mm-hmm. the Highlander theme song. The Highlander song. Duncan McLeod of the Grand McLeod. Love that dude. <laughs> but anyway, bro, Adrian Paul was so dope. But um, anyway, back to the story. That's okay. So anyway, the other part of it goes to like going to record shops with Grandpa Jack and my dad was like such a nerd like he would stay up and play marvel versus capcom with us on our super nintendo like he was the reason we got a super nintendo and it was like he always was like he would play tekken with us when we got our playstation it was always like this kind of like that's awesome he fostered those and so i would go to school and talk about comic books and i collected baseball cards i collected football cards and it wasn't like these were things i was not supposed to be into so of course people are like oh you can't like this but there was this one dude who always like let me like play games with him no matter what his name was lester parkerson and we would talk about dragon ball z and he like actually like i think his sister had a birthday party and he sat in the room and like played dragon ball z with me like with action ball, action figures <laughs> so it was really really cool and so like oh even for my baby's like nursery i had like dragons mm-hmm. drawn as baby dragon interpretation oh, look at that so they're super cool so he's got like a sh- baby shinron there's a baby maleficent there are like all of Daenerys' dragons. There, like he just has like there's all even like dragon from Shrek. They're all little babies, and See? the dragon from Shrek baby is holding a little donkey plushie. It's so that's cool. amazing. That's very very yeah. cool. So yes, um, I am I I am a long tried and true nerd, and I like even when I was in high school, like when I started getting like my anxiety got really bad, like social anxiety, and like oh, mm-hmm. people are talking about me, and so I would just go to the library and I would read and read and read. And I always challenge myself. So I set the record in seventh and eighth grade for most accelerated reader points because I would go nice. and I would try to out. I was always trying to beat myself and best myself. And I would read stuff that I wasn't supposed to like or above my age range. Mm-hmm. And Did I still you, do because um, I just like to know stuff. Right. Did you get to do this? Was And I love to read growing up, too. My motiv- motivating factor reading in elementary school was the Pizza Hut Book It program. Where yes. if you read and you got enough punches on the card, you got a free pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Like, or an all ice cream about, social. <laughs> oh, it was all about the pizza for me. That was because our Pizza Hut had the table that had the video game console in it. And so all I wanted was to go eat pizza and sit at that table where I could play Pac-Man and Galaga and whatever it was at the actual table. As a kid, that was the best thing in the world. Like, I can eat here, and I can play video games here, and I don't have to move. So, like, my big carrot on the stick as a kid was Pizza Hut Book It program. Um, I think it still exists, but I don't think it has quite the traction that it did when we were growing up because there are so many other options and there are so many other things. And now all my kids have to do um, AR the accelerating reading and they get the points. And, you know, if you get enough points, you get to go to the AR party at the end of the semester or whatever. I don't think it was as cool as pizza hut, but you know, we do what we got to do. Okay. So you're from the South. Did you have to do those? Like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of schools do these obviously because they kept doing it, but you remember those like books that you had to go sell around the holidays. Like they sent you door to door to people's Uh houses to sell like gift wrap. And like, Oh yeah. I'm thinking about this in hindsight. Like, like yeah, go walk around your neighborhood idea. and just knock on people's door and ask them if they want to buy a tin of popcorn yep. or a yep. triple tin Ra- of gummy wrapping worms. paper, cookie dough, whatever it was. We're gonna push our kids out there to make some money have, for the PTA. Have them taking cash and checks, <laughs> like exactly. bring this back to school. Oh, and when I was in high school, my high school they did candy bars. 
and they would give everybody like a case of candy bars. And they're like, you're supposed to go sell all these for a dollar a piece. And at the How end of the week, you you're supposed huh? probably way too many. And my parents had to pay for them because it was basically <laughs> one of these, like either you bring back the candy bars or you bring us back the $25 for these candy bars, a dollar a piece or $2 or whatever they were. Um, it was a terrible business plan. I can't imagine how much money whoever third partied the school into saying, sure, we'll sell candy bars. And what did that school make? A hundred bucks. You could have gotten a parent to pay you the hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Krispy I don't Kreme donuts too, but I like, listen, I would buy whoever was selling <laughs> Krispy Kreme donuts when they were coming up. Like we didn't get a, like a Krispy Kreme proper in Columbus for, so right. I still wonder where they got all those Krispy Kreme donuts. Cause we sure didn't have a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> they probably came in like a truck I from Montgomery. <laughs> Ooh, we have yeah, the hostess they, they factory on see, uh, like on Veterans Parkway. <laughs> they shipped them an hour from Montgomery. That was it. Um, yeah. In fact, Joey's saying in the chat, we sold Krispy Kreme donuts. I bought them all. Yeah. Th <laughs> there are some things that you just have to buy. Um, and I worked in youth ministry for like 20 years. And so very early on, I established a blanket policy with all the high school, junior high and high school kids in my youth group, which was I don't buy from anyone. Because if I bought from one kid, I was going to have to buy from every kid. And I didn't have that kind of money. And so every time they'd show up on a Wednesday night at church and they're like, hey, you want to buy some wrapping paper? I'm like, sorry, I don't buy from people. And I think one time my wife showed up and didn't know we had a policy about that and told one of the little girls, she's like, oh, I'll buy some candles. That'll be fun. I was like, now look what you've done. They're now never going to leave you alone. <laughs> but yeah, why, why do we let kids sell things? That's, that's not one of our best ideas. Because, uh, because they're good at it. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? True. You should eat these. Oh, you want to send a kid? Like, I know somebody like my kid would probably be like, oh, so you don't want to help a child that's trying to <laughs> succeed in life? Why Why do you hate kids, Christina? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, why won't you buy these Dunkin' Donuts? Why are you being like this, you hater? <laughs> why won't you buy a three-pound tub of cookie dough from me? Don't you I want me to succeed weak. in life? <laughs> I'm a sucker for advertising. Exactly. I couldn't do that. I used to teach. I taught Sunday school for third and fourth graders, which is wild because I yeah. started teaching them like time. I started teaching Sunday school like a year after I moved here from Columbus, which mm -hmm. was in 2014. So I started teaching okay. in 2015. And like my kids that I taught are graduating from high school this year. And it's the wildest thing to be like, yep. again, the passage I, of time. But, I feel you. I have, well, um, I'm just a little bit older than you, but like the kids that were in my youth group that I worked with through high school and like watched them graduate from high school. Like one of them is a teaching doctor at UAB in Birmingham. Like she's a doctor oh, that wow. teaches other people how to be doctors. I'm going, how on earth is that possible? Like these people are out there being very productive members of society and teaching important things like doctoring. And I'm just like, I guess I helped with that somehow. I don't know. But yeah, the passage Listen, of time that's is important wild. in the development and to have an adult that they like can count on and trust and that supports them and hears them and sees them. Like that's a part of the like, like that's why I loved like small groups and being able to be mm -hmm. like, this is a place to, like you can talk about your feelings. Your feelings are valid. You don't have to feel rushed or anything. And just Absolutely. to be able to like be that voice that's not judging them and let them feel like you like, yeah, you're eight, you're nine, but you do have feelings. And For like sure. you had feelings at that age, it was really important oh. to you. And so yeah, like when and you're telling kids like yours don't matter, like it's a, it's mm -hmm. a very like, it's like, no, I hear yeah. you. I see you, but like, let's find a constructive way to talk through this. And like, Absolutely. I love seeing like what great humans they've turned into mm -hmm. just by like who they are. Oh, yeah. And I've it. been very blessed to, 
you know, because I'm in Montgomery, I've been in Montgomery since I went to college in 97. Like I've been here such a long time and have gone through these arcs of these kids graduating and going to college and growing up and going out into life. And there are some that I'm super close to and have become more like friends and brothers and sisters and, you know, people that I've connected with. But even the ones that I wasn't that close with, we run into some of them on regular basis or we'll run into one that we haven't seen in 10 years. And it never ceases to blow me away when they're like, holy crap, you're the person that listened to me when I was in high school. It was high school was hard, but because like my wife, Laura, would teach some of the junior high girls small groups and had her little group of girls. And we'll run into one. And she was like, if it wasn't for you, I would have struggled. Or um, my wife works in public education here in town. And so we'll and she's usually an elementary school speech language pathologist. And so we'll go. And she doesn't like she can age up faces. She has that freaky ability to like we'll be watching a movie. And there's like a 50 year old man. And she was like that guy. He was the kid in the thing in 1970. And she's like, go look it up. So we're constantly like looking up stuff on AMDB. And she's always right. And so Your it's wife fascinating and I have this to, in common. So we'll be out and like we were at a birthday party at the mall a couple of years ago at the skating rink and there was a little girl, young lady, I'm sorry, working at one of the kiosks right near the skating rink. And Laura just looked at her and she goes, that's so-and-so. I had her when she was in third grade and she walked over there and she's like, are you, you know, whatever her name was. And she's like, you're Miss Milky. I remember you. You were my speech teacher. You're and like, it's just this really powerful moment of having the opportunity to connect with people because you're exactly right we had phases of our life when we were that age and needed that same thing. Part of the reason I went into youth ministry was because my senior year of high school, we had a youth minister who spent time focusing on a relationship with me and helping me, you know, kind of sort out parts of my faith. And that had an impact on me and made me want to do the same thing, you know, for other people. So the beauty of this world, whether it's youth groups, teaching Sunday, whatever it is that we do, being able to connect in those ways is really special. And now for me and for you as parents, I want my kids to have those same kinds of people in their life. My oldest two are in eighth grade and then I've got a third grader in kindergarten. They're like, there's a lot of life that I want them to be impacted by good people who care about them and pour into them. And it's just really wild to see, you know, the journeys and the paths that some of these people get to take and we get to be observers to it. And it is. And I think about like even the path that led here for me, like mm -hmm. it was not a, oh my gosh, like here's a dream. Here's a dream. Here's a dream. It is. Here is a lot of falling on your face. Here is a lot of crying. Here's a lot of like things that you are going to have to work through. Here is like a point of your lowest where you are living in your car because right. of like, decisions mm -hmm. and then also like working your way back and like i am who i am because my grandma prayed for me <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like that is that is I, I saw once this meme that was like your grandma's prayers are still protecting you and i believe that is a thousand percent true and i'm not one of those people that's like i don't believe that you have to be in someone's face and like telling them what they need to do. But what I do believe is that there is so much kindness that we can put in the world and you can show mm -hmm. people a lot more, like be honest, be bold, be truthful. And sometimes like you're going to have to flip a table. Yep. But That's like right. at the same time, like 
meet people where they are. And the best way to meet people where they are, I am not, I am out and I'm talking to people and my community, I consider like from D and D to star Wars, so many different things. Like that's my community. I am a part mm -hmm. of that community. I am not on anybody's high looking down. I am of sure. my community. I'm among my community. I'm here talking to you. Like you're my community. Like, right. And I think that we have to go into those spaces and be where like we end up where we're supposed to be like from Columbus, Georgia back here. Like that shouldn't have been in the cards for me. I was selling cars and I was a bartender, like mm -hmm. doing all those things until one day, like it, like I will be, I will be honest about my, like my story, my, sure. my testimony. <laughs> I'm Southern. I told you I'm Southern. Pre preach girl. <laughs> so I remember I was in Columbus, Georgia. It was 2014. I was working at this restaurant. Shout out the pickle barrel. It doesn't exist anymore, but I loved that <laughs> place. And I was there and I just was not happy. I was like coming out of a breakup. I was like not knowing like what I was going to do. Like I didn't want to go and like spend my Wednesdays and Thursdays, like drinking after work, hanging out, doing all those things. And I just sat down one night and I said a prayer. I was like, God, if you open a window, I will jump out at you open a door. I'll run through it. But I don't want to like, I don't want to be in this space anymore. Like it does not serve me. And I was like, I just like, no, like this isn't for me. Like there's more for me mm -hmm. if I move. And right. I got up the next day and I got a call that my job was closing down. The pickle barrel was going out of business. <laughs> and I was like, all right, then I'm going to go out of Columbus. <laughs> and I was like, I right. went and I went on Facebook to hold myself accountable. I put, I was like, I'm going to move to California on this date. My friends were like, no, you're not. They're like, you're going to be right here. Like, don't do it. Like, it's a horrible idea. And I was like, sounds great. <laughs> and so I went ahead and I did it. And like, I remember, I didn't know what my plan was, but I didn't have one. I remember I made a joke. I was like, I want to move. <laughs> so the only thing I brought with me when I moved was my clothes, my books, and like my costumes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to cosplay while I'm in California. And I'm going <laughs> to go and I'm going to get a, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go act in one major property, one major sci-fi property and go to conventions free for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I can hang out with my friends. That was my like big joke that I made. Cause I was like, I'm not it. going to act or do any of the things right. that I'm literally doing. You're going right to get, get on that autograph circuit and be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I did. I like, I moved here. I worked at big wings. I worked at the bank and like I worked for in real estate. And then one day it was like, Oh, I'm just going to go and like do something. Oh, I moved here. I met my husband a month after I moved here. My now Ooh, husband, I met him go. a month after I moved here. And then I moved like, we got engaged a year later and then we got married. And then like right after we got married was when I like jumped off my like, Oh, I'm going to go cosplay and do all this stuff. Like that was when that right. started. That's and so cool. yeah, ultimately I know I'm talking, but um, that's right. I had like, I just kind of kept stepping out on faith and it's like, I have a lot of faith, but I also work very, very hard <laughs> for, for sure. a lot of hours, especially now, like mm -hmm. with a child, like still doing all this <laughs> stuff. Like, your girl is working like nap time at bedtime. I'm hustling. But oh, and, and I had a conversation actually, I think it was with Pete from around the galaxy. We were texting the other day. And when you had emailed me and said, Hey, you know, what about this Sunday? And I was so excited. And I texted him cause I'd kind of met you through his show and all that. 
And he said, do you think she's kind of like us that like, it's like, Hey fam, I'm here for a little bit. Now I got to go do a podcast and then I'll be back because you're way busier than I could ever imagine to be. But it feels like between sometimes popping on with my friends for a live stream or putting on this show on Sunday nights, it's kind of that same, like, all right, I love you fam, but now I got to go do this for a minute. And of course mine is a hobby and mine's violent. Yours is work. Like yours is hustle and you're, but like you're a very busy lady because I see you on all the streams and podcasts you're on, but we also see through social media, you're hosting FunkCon and you're, you know, teasing us all the time about things that you're about to do and announcements and things that are coming up. You're doing high Republic. Like you have so much going on and that hustle is apparent is what I really want to say is you are working hard. You are out there doing those things, but you're also posting pictures of you with your babies. And that also shows us, there's another side. Christina is not just the costume. Christina is not just, you know, the shows, which are cool and that's fun, but you're a mom and you're a wife and you've got those parts of your life. And it does seem that you do a fairly good job from our perspective of balancing that and taking time to go. Yeah, it's a photo shoot, but it's me and my babies and that can be fun. Not, yeah. you know, I'm here to do another headshot for work and you know, it, it, it's, and it's, it may be a blessing and it may be a curse that you can do a lot of the things from where you are right now at home. The fact that somebody's calling going, well, it's just another live stream. People like me that are like, Hey, I really want to talk to you. And you're going, well, it's another hour in the garage or it's another, you know, so we're all thankful that you do it because we get to see your light shine. But at the same time, I recognize there's a lot of work involved on your side. Yeah. And it, it is. And I like, People are always like, oh, my God, like, where's your baby? And I'm like, I have a whole husband. Like, this is a whole team unit. <laughs> yep. And like, I am I'm a night owl. I have always been a mm -hmm. night owl. Like, even when I was a kid, like they used OK, there was this show that came on at 6 a.m. It was called Mickey's Mouser Size. And it came on yep. like after like Care Bears and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I like was all about it. And I would stay up all night so that I didn't miss it because I hated waking up early. So I would just <laughs> stay up all night until like it came on and then I'd go to bed after. And then this is like my summer schedule was like, go to bed at 6 a.m., wake up at one when my Days of Lives alarm went off so that I could know <laughs> that I needed to get yep. up and like watch my soap operas and then catch time for your like stories. Two. Oh, yeah. I was all about my stories. I watched them with my grandma and then I like kept <laughs> yep. watching them. And now like reality TV is my modern day stories like mm -hmm. that's. And it's got the same actors. I've got Lisa Renna, who was on <laughs> yes. Days of Our Lives. I had Eileen Correct. Davidson. Like it really is like modern day stories. Yep. For sure. It's perfect. Yeah, I my wife it. watches all those. So I'm, I'm I'm fairly conversant. It is. Oh, my gosh. It is. Y'all yeah. would get along. Y'all would get along in the real Real Housewives world. But I think the big thing from. Is oh, OK. So my husband is a yes. morning person like this man is like boots on the ground at like 430 <laughs> in the morning, like ready to go. That's crazy talk. So Nobody like. But that he's up, he's like productive. He'll like get up, he cleans the house, he works, he does all his stuff. And you're like, bro, like, <laughs> but the joy of that is even if I'm up late with the baby, like if the baby wakes up early from that time on, like my husband is up with him, they go and they have breakfast, they sit, they mm -hmm. chill together. Like they, he like my husband awesome. today, I wish I could show you, I'm going to post a picture of it later. My husband yeah. decided today he was going to build a giant outdoor toy chest, like literally mm -hmm. an outdoor giant toy chest. Love it. And so that like the baby's cars are in it and like, <laughs> that's what they do. And I can mm -hmm. work and like do all the things that I need to do because like the long and short of it is like, we're very fortunate that like his parents live here. And if sure. we do need like an hour, 
for somebody to like come up and we can do that. And I try to like, when I'm telling you my schedule is tight and I'm trying to make it work, I am legitimately trying my best to make it work as in, Hey, I've got an hour right here. I would love to do this, but like my family time is in bold and that doesn't get canceled. Like my kids' birthdays, those kinds of things. Like Mm -hmm. I like, and I'm, I stay, I'm a stay at home mom on top. Like I'm a working mom, but I'm a working from home mom. And it's like my baby is like right there on my chest we're chilling mm-hmm. we're doing like i'll do school with him in the morning and all those different things and uh, like it's a balancing act but and i'm low-key always tired but my husband <laughs> takes like a couple days a week where he could co- like he'll go to work late so that i can like like he'll schedule his appointments late so that i can sleep in and like not no. wake up like by somebody waking me up it's just like my body naturally waking up yep and that is a blessing. <laughs> well, and, I, and we have very similar arrangements in my house and I'm like you, I'm a night person. I'm usually up till between 12 and one most nights and everybody in my house goes to bed and that creates this opportunity that when they all go to and like Laurie jokes all the time, we've been married 16 years in December and um, from pretty uh-huh. much the day we met when she goes to sleep, I sit on the bed next to her and I rub her head and she falls asleep to a head rub. And I'll watch stuff on my phone or I'll watch the iPad like I'm doing something. And when she falls asleep, I'll get back up and go back out into the house. And I might clean the kitchen. I might play a video game. I might work on stuff for the pipe. Like it's that opportunity for me to get other stuff done or take a little bit of time to sit and be quiet, you know, whatever it takes. Um, But then she's more morning oriented. So she's going to be the one that's up and she's a school teacher. So she's up and out the door. And, you know, we just find those balances and rhythms that allow us to do the things that we do, just like you're talking about with your husband and y'all have a great team and partnership that allows you to do the things that you do, which is really, really awesome. Yeah. And Um, I mean, it is being respectful, like in understanding, like no one's schedule is more important than anyone else's. It's like, we're going to work the best to accommodate each other. And I never expect anybody to answer me when I send my emails at 1am, but that's the time (laughs) I have to work. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) Yep. I, I, um, and I tend to respond to those sometimes when I get them that late. So I I totally understand. Well, as we keep this moving, because I do want to continue to honor your time, I want to talk just a little bit about star Wars and then we have a really fun top seven list that we're going to count down. Um, so tell us if you can just kind of briefly, you've talked about your grandpa and kind of introducing you to fandoms and comic books and that kind of stuff. Tell us about coming to star Wars and kind of your journey, I guess, from becoming a star Wars fan up through what you're doing now, which is part of your job is star Wars. Like you get to work for star Wars, which is the dream for all of us. Uh, tell us a little bit about that story. If you would. Uh, I know some people that are in the chat right now. have heard this story 50, <laughs> 11 times, but it's the truth and it's my story. So sorry. Um, no, I like my first introduction, like that I am cognizant of at that age was watching the Ewoks cartoon on television mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And it was a a very, I don't know. It was one of my comfort shows was Absolutely. to be able to watch that. And then like, as I got older, like I remember like my big, like I'm full in all sold out was when I got to see the Clone Wars in the movie theater. I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved seeing Yoda fight. I thought it was amazing. And <laughs> Like, I still remember, like, the feeling. And I also was, like, a huge, like, I'm a huge Natalie Portman fan. Like, mm-hmm. where the heart is, all of it. Like, yep. I love it. So seeing her in Star Wars was just, like, 
oh, angel sing <laughs> because she's amazing. And like that was when I got really into it. And then in high school, my best friend Jamal, my I said Jamal, Jamil and I, he's gonna <laughs> see this and be so mad at me. Nope. I love you. Yep, you're done. But, um, <laughs> Jamel and I would watch Star Wars. We'd do Star Wars marathons after high school. We would do them like when Clone Wars came out, like Tartakovsky Clone Wars came out. We would watch mm-hmm. those like as our bridge and we would enjoy it and just kind of like that was my Star Wars buddy. And like that's this sentimental place for me of like those memories Absolutely. of watching with him and just kind of like, I don't know, like those were easier days. We'd go and get some Chef Lee's from, uh, I get Mongolian beef from Chef Lee's. It's fantastic. And if you order food before three o'clock, it's only five ninety five, And that was Ooh. great because it goes up to like sixteen ninety five after three o'clock. And so I would order it from the back of my classroom when I was in high school. Like, and I finally got a cell phone. I was like on my little Nokia in the back of the classroom with like some headphones ordering Chef Lee's so that I could go jump in the car with my friend Becca or whoever was driving that day and we would go to <laughs> Chef Lee's and we would pick up our food like by 3.15. Like, I'll be there by 3.15. We would still make it for the 5.95 price. And it was dope. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, I, good food stories. Like food stories connect us to so many things. And we were talking about that even before we got on the camera uh, or before we started the show and, you know, the places that we know that are familiar from Columbus and Auburn and stuff like that. Um, but I love that. And we have a tradition in our house, um, Christmas night, every year on Christmas night, we get takeout Chinese food. We've done that since before we had kids, we don't do the big blown up Christmas dinner with the ham and the casseroles and the whatever we do Christmas morning. We do breakfast. We open presents. Everybody kind of goes into that Christmas day, like funk and haze where either you watch the parade or a movie or take a nap. But then that evening it's, carry out Chinese time and we do Chinese food every year for Christmas and we'll do it a couple other times during the year. I always say Chinese food is good when it's raining. I don't know what part of my brain decided that rainy days and Chinese food go together, but that's who I am. So I own that. Um, But Christmas day Chinese, that's one of our traditions. So I love that you have those connections to that time in your life with Chef Lee's and with getting that food Um, and having people that you came to Star Wars with or helped bring you to Star Wars. I think that's another special thing. Um, my dad kind of introduced me to Star Wars. He was a Star Trek guy um, more than Star Wars, but I learned to love sci-fi from my dad. And so it kind of opened that door and brought me in. And then for me, the unique thing is I have four daughters. And so my girls, my oldest daughter, Harper, loves Star Wars because she's a lot like me. And so we'll have nights where Laura and most of the girls will watch Little House on the Prairie on our bed before bedtime but Harper looks at me and goes, can we watch Rebels? Can we watch Clone Wars? Can we, and like the two of us are on the couch watching Star Wars or when Mando was coming out, we were getting up at five o'clock in the morning and watching it before she had to go to school because she knew I'd watch it without her if she went to school and I was at home or available during the day to watch it on my telephone. Um, So I think it's special that you have a person that you can connect with a lot of your Star Wars origins. That's really neat. Well, it's also like it got more so like especially like when I met my when I met my husband, my stepson was two, like two almost three, mm-hmm. and he's nine now. And so it was also like his name is Luke. And so it was something nice. that we had that we bonded over was like he gets all of my like pop culture knowledge. Where he's like, if I am being put to a test every single solitary day, where it's like, hey, which superhero is this, and what do they do? And he like treats me like his own like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, encyclopedia. Right. <laughs> and so like, but now like 
those are things that he's getting into as well. And like things that we're able to share and like, he's like super into like the higher public. And so he like reads the middle grade books and right. reads the comics and like having that to share with him. And like, now like my boys are both like both have lightsabers and they're doing lightsaber duels in the <laughs> family room. And it's like, Oh, I was meant to be you guys mom. Like, this is my, That's thing. Right. like this, totally like to be legit. able to share it with them. Like, and Luke was with me. We were gone for a family walk when Rogue One premiered, like that was when I walked up to the street and saw that. And like, so we had that experience together of like That's looking awesome. at the red carpet and seeing like mm-hmm. these ships and like, it was so cool. And like, then like fast forward. And I don't know if I've ever told this story on a podcast, like since I've started working for star Wars or well, by all means. But, uh, so I was going to the, I shared the story on Twitter, but I've never like, I don't That's think right. I've told it in public. So, um, I was going to the premiere of uh, uh, Solo. And mm-hmm. so I was dressed like Lando Calrissian and like my friends that I was with from El Hoffer who designed the Lando top that I wore, we had stopped at McDonald's on the strip to go like on Hollywood Boulevard before we were gonna walk down to the premiere and check in. And this little girl walks up to me and she's just kind of standing there looking at me and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, looking around like parents, like where are these things? And like all my friends are sitting around like look at it. She goes, I just wanted to let you know that I know your secret. And I was like, she <laughs> goes, I know that you're Wonder Woman. Oh. And like asked if I could like give, she could like give me a hug. And she was just like, it was just like, there's a picture of it. This little girl like giving her a hug and just like talking to her and telling her she could be a superhero. And like, mm-hmm. thank you for like protecting my identity and all those kinds of things. And it was just like, I love interactions like that. And like part of why I really was excited about getting the job with the higher public is mm-hmm. that it was an even playing field for so many, like we're all coming in, like no one has any more knowledge to barter with than anyone else. Like it's just right. a, a great like starting point for people that may have been intimidated by the amount of lore that there is, because sometimes like I know I get overwhelmed if there's like too much information, not in a certain way. So if you have like all of this lore for Star Wars to get into, like you you can still be a fan and not know all the lore, obviously. But like some people want to do that and it can be overwhelming. So but for some of those people having a place like this where they can say, hey, this was my first book. Hey, Light of the Jedi was my first. Hey, this mm-hmm. and be able to build on that and then maybe get more into the other lore where they don't feel as overwhelmed by it. Like we're literally all on this ride together. Like I never say it like I'm like driving the car. I'm not like I'm sure. also in the passenger seat. Like the authors are driving the car and it may be going like <laughs> <laughs> you may lose. You may lose some people on the way, but we're still in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great like, but it's it's such a great starting point. And like having like some kids that this is going to be there for Star Wars. The mm-hmm. thing that I love about Star Wars is people that saw the Star Wars in the movie theater Originally, that is great. What an amazing experience, but that is your experience. That was your starting point. So then there's yep. people like me that saw the prequels in the theaters. That was my starting point, like for real, for mm-hmm. real, for my entrance into it. And that doesn't mean I don't love it as much, but this is where my love began. This is where I fell in love. It doesn't make the love any less pure right. to like not know everything about it. And then like also for the people with the sequels, like that's their entry point, but it led to their love of the galaxy overall. Mm-hmm. And so to be a part, a, a very small part of this puzzle that is expanding the galaxy and it's being, the galaxy isn't growing to push people out. It's growing to let more people come in 
and find their love so that it's able to continue and create this connective tissue that grows forever because we're inviting more people to the table and like being able to explain parts of the higher public to sit down with the authors and see where their hearts were at when they were writing mm -hmm. this, why they have this emotional attachment to this character and to be able to just go through those stories in like, it's a time of emotion and like, it's a sign of hope to like expand it. And like, that's why I love it so much is because this is such an opportunity to grow and it really is for everyone. And it is for everyone to grow and be a part of it. And like, you think about it and think about those times. Like I have those times where I felt alone in high school or even in my early adulthood where I turned to Star Wars, where I turned to these things that I felt like I knew I had a community at large that loved this as much as I do. Like, even if we're not talking every day, like, but we have this connective tissue that is Star Wars. And I could start a conversation with somebody at a comic book store or at a bookstore that is gonna like, we're gonna hit it off and have that bond. I'm not trying to be better than you or test your knowledge. I'm just trying to share it with you. I am trying to build a bigger table so that we all have a place to sit and eat and enjoy. And we don't have to have the same thing on our tray. <laughs> you absolutely do not have to have the same thing on your tray, but we can respect that you have something on your tray and that we are all here trying to grow and do something better. And like, it's, it's a good place and we can mm -hmm. make this galaxy a good and welcoming place because we don't have to love it the same way, but the point is we all love it. Absolutely. And I think it's so important. And this is what I kind of tried to hit on at the beginning, talking about you being an ambassador for fandoms in general, but especially star Wars and especially star Wars at the point that we are at right now, because as we realize there's a bunch of nonsense in star Wars and we're not getting into the nonsense and we're not doing any of that, but exactly what you're saying is what more people need to hear. And I'm so glad that you're the voice that gets to say those things, whether it's in an episode of the high Republic show or whether it's on one of the millions of podcasts that you're so gracious to go on and be a part of. Cause I love because, you guys. Because, well, and we know that, and that that's very apparent in your love for the fandom. And I love what you said earlier about, we are a part of your community. You don't feel yourself sitting above everybody else. Hey, I host the high Republic show. What are you nerds doing? You're a part of this. And in a lot of ways, you're our voice up there doing that thing. And so we're connected to you in that way. But I'm always drawn to, you know, we talk so much about found family in Star Wars. We talked about that with Brian and Tom last weekend when they were on with Laura and I. Um, last night, we did Guardians 2 with my wife and the girls for the Moms to You podcast. And so I, Guardians 2 was never one of my favorites. But it, I looked at it a lot differently last night because of all the family elements that are in that. You've got Nebula and Gamora. Of course, you've got Quill and you've got Kurt Russell and then you've got Yondu. Like there's so many family elements and stories. And Tom, or Brian was the one that said last weekend, you know, the line that Yondu says to Quill, he says, he may have been your father, but I was your daddy. I was your daddy. You know, like that hits and that strikes. And there's elements of that in this Star Wars family. And I love what you said about a table and making the table bigger. Um, I love that. I think it was Joey said, you know, growing Star Wars to let more people in. I love the idea. And we talk all the time about everybody has a different window or door into Star Wars. The way my kids came to Star Wars is not the way I came to Star Wars. And that's OK. And we have even these new things. My mother, who is 60 whatever years old, who knows a star war because she raised me all of a sudden likes the Mandalorian because Grogu is cute. 
And like, she asked my dad to get her her own baby Yoda for Christmas this year. And I'm going, what is going on here? But it's that mass appeal because again, and we say this all the time, the majority of people that like Star Wars aren't like me and you. They're not as invested in it and overthinking it and breaking down every character trait and every what does this mean. They're like, yeah, that was fun. Now I'm going to go do the next thing. So the ability for something like High Republic to grow Star Wars and create more windows and doors, I think is amazing. I will be the first to admit, and I'm ashamed to say this to you, Christina, I'm trying not to look you in the eyes. I haven't started any High Republic yet. Um, actually, I started the audiobook for the first one. And here's what I figured out about myself. I love reading. I've always loved reading books, but I thought I'd do the audiobook because it would save me time. I get too distracted listening to the audiobook because it's easy to tune it out while I'm doing other things. Like I need to sit down with a book and read it like physically so that I'm focusing what I'm seeing. And most of the people, it's the opposite. Like, oh, I do audiobooks because I can't concentrate when I read. If I listen to it, I start thinking about things I have to do at work or what I need to do when I get home. And I, I'm missing key details. So I need to do it in the book form. I listen to the audiobook while like I'm, I'm fortunate that they send me the books like sure. from because it's work. Yay. <laughs> and oh my gosh, the next episode of the Higher Public Show is going to be so dope. I can't tell you why, but I can just tell you that because it just triggered a thought. But oh my gosh, anyway. So, um, well, there's tons of people in the chat that are pumped about that. And one day I'm going to go back and watch all right. of them after I've caught up on the books. But what I do is I read the I read a hard copy of the book with a highlighter and I listen mm -hmm. to the audio book. And like there's certain moments like reading The Rising Storm. I've, I've not like it's great listening to the audiobook because at the end of each chapter, I feel like I'm audibly gasping. And then to go and like sit down with Kevin Scott and like look him in the eye after that, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen all that on Twitter. I know. I know there's some there's some strong Kevin feelings. I, I, will say this, like, I will say this, don't exclude anything, don't exclude anything, even those youth, like even like mm -hmm. the young adult books, Absolutely. read all of those. There's so much character development in those in the comic books that will like help you out when you see certain characters because they all share these characters and they talk about these characters. They are going back and forth and making sure like, like they are a cohesive unit on understanding these, but they each brings different depths to different characters. Absolutely. So I would read even the middle grade books because they are doing a fantastic job. And I've talked to all these, these are star Wars fans. Like they are mm -hmm. star Wars fans. They have grown up on this. Like it is, they love what they do and they know what they're doing. Right. And I, I, re I respect them for that and for the world that they're creating. But if you let yourself get enveloped in it, like it is a beautiful mm -hmm. story. And it's also, it's a, it's a same story, but a different story. There are different depths and it is, there's mm -hmm. a lot of heart because there is like, you can find like, you see a lot of DJ Older's joy in his books. I talked about this to sure. my mother-in-law who has read every high Republic yes. book and reads the comic <laughs> books, which is great because she's, we've been watching, uh, we're on her star Wars journey. So we've been yes, watching all of the prequels right now. I love it. It's so, so flipping cute to watch her watch this because she she has gotten into like a lot of fandoms like since i've been with my husband like she and mm -hmm. i went to was the wizarding world like just she and i like we like she's also a ravenclaw so we like went to wizarding world together she I'm like gets into all of these things oh look at that mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> she's thinking it through people. now that's no. right 
Whip beyond measure <laughs> is man's greatest treasure. Like that's my there joy. I love it. There you go. Ooh. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 and I'm on board for the High Republic, and I do want to do it. It's one of those prioritizing my time and reading things because at night, when everybody goes to bed, and I have that time to myself, that's the time I should be reading a book. But the path of least resistance is usually to watch a show on the iPad, especially if it's something when I'm ready to wind down and it's something I've seen a million times that I love with my whole soul, like the West Wing or 30 Rock or, you know, one of these other things that, of course, I've seen it a bunch, but it's easier than turning a light on or reading a book. So I'm going to redouble my efforts. I'm going to dedicate myself to the High Republic because you are kind enough to come tell me I need to. Um, what we're going to do now, because I know your time is precious and I do want to get to this because this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we do top seven lists with our guests and this is just a fun way for me to make people make choices. I've had plenty of times when I've sent in a category or they've picked a category and they say, Oh, I couldn't pick seven. I wish you'd let me do eight. I like making, holding somebody to a decision. I like making them have to choose because it's for fun. Um, I have to say I sent Christina some ideas and I threw out examples of lists that we had done recently. And, and I threw out back, his list and, and she threw it out, which is great because hers is a hundred times better, but she came right back and she was like, here's what we're doing. Here's what they are. And I'm in for it. So without any further ado, we're going to talk about St Christina's top seven star Wars snacks. And we're not talking food here. People we're talking about <laughs> snacks. And I feel like to give us a baseline, we're going to let Christina give us her definition of what a snack is before we jump into number seven. So my lady, the floor is yours. I mean, they aren't necessarily snacks for some of them are actually a whole meal. We are going to be <laughs> diving into my top seven star Wars snacks. I don't have a script, but I'm talking like I do. That's okay. I like it. We're here for the journey. So let's um, talk about snacks, man. So let's talk about snacks. snacks. Are let's like jump into number seven. So right I want you to know all of these are, I am looking respectfully, <laughs> all of them. I am looking respectfully. I'll, and number seven, respect. Finn. My man, Finn. No, like, listen, that's, you got to bear with me. It is also, it's, <laughs> it's basically Finn and Poe because that's right. it's Little two beautiful pilot. people. Look at that. Like what an amazing, like the style, the swag. We love to see it. We loves a John Boyega because what a dude. All right. Yeah. So number six. Number six. We're Here going we go. with Val. With Val. Val's yes. been in the news a little bit lately. <laughs> I and love Fendi. Yeah. Listen, I love Fendi Way Newton. And I will tell you a story. When I was at the solo premiere, my friend was on the other side of the carpet and I was on this side of the carpet. So she's standing over on the side of the carpet, like Fendi Wayne Newton's here. And then you have RuPaul right here. And she turns <laughs> around and she books it across the red carpet in like four inch heels, beautiful, running like a gazelle. And she gives me a hug and says, hello. And she's like, your friend tells me that you're a big fan. And I just want to come over and tell, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I watched you and beloved. I love you. And it's like, I mean, also like let's stand Star Wars characters with a fro and the fact that like it oh oh my gosh, like yes, yes. done dirty. We we're gonna go there. But like <laughs> her hair was amazing. The bomber jacket Legit. was bomb. We love to see it. Number six. Oh wow. wait, no, number five. Number five. Right. Number five. 
Han the Solo man. because I'm and, sorry. And, and I gave you all three Hans. You didn't specify, but I gave you to them all because you can't go wrong with Han Solo. I mean, aging gracefully. It's a thing. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, maybe I meant Indiana Jones because there's like a nice little like, <laughs> oh, no, you know what movie it was? Was it uh, six, six Days and Seven Nights? Six Days, Seven Nights. With Anne Heche and... Uh -huh. Like, I love it. And also, like, my favorite thing about this is, I don't, listen, get mad at me all you want to. Come on. But one of my favorite things about Harrison Ford is that he's married to Allie McBeal. Like, Harrison yes, Ford married Callista Flockhart. And I think that that is just such a, like, ultimately amazing pop culture pairing. Like, now that she's on, like, Supergirl, like, it's just <laughs> such a, like, and also when you think about it, because she was also on Ellie McBeal with Robert Downey Jr., which that was the actual resurgence of his career instead of Iron Man, when you really yep. think about it, because he was on there, he was singing, it was great. Love it. Mm -hmm. So we are moving on. He's a whole <laughs> snack. We love That's to see right. it. And Number we four. love the ship. Number four, Anakin. Old, don't you play me with putting multiple Anakins. You know which Anakin nope. we're talking about. I, we, we, are talking, we, <laughs> we are talking episode three I turned dark side, look over the shoulder, Anakin. <laughs> like, sorry, yep. love it. Like, I'm, I'm going to ignore all of the things that he did prior to that <laughs> point. Because I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the snack that is, the snack, <laughs> the snack that's, that slashes back Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I love it. We're getting catchphrases here. You know, oh my you God. can't have a I, snack without a catchphrase. <laughs> No, like brain, right brain. before the crispy Anakin part. Like, let's yep. so don't play exactly. me. <laughs> Number three, we are getting <laughs> Number three. both Lando Calrissians, yep. Mr. Billy D. Williams, and also Mr. Donald Glover. These are two exceptionally handsome, charismatic humans, and that is like the charm alone makes you just want to high five them. Yep, and I it's it. you know, and again, great just, start with hair. Original Lando in Empire. Capes. I mean, yeah, capes. I mean, come on. This this is you nothing belong but style. up here with us among the clouds. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like that is when the Han called him you old smoothie. Heard. When Han calls him you old smoothie, Han is threatened by that. No question about it. Lando is going to steal his woman. Something in me. <laughs> Lando will steal your woman. <laughs> no doubt or about it. Or your man. Number like you never know. That's right. Lando's Lando's here for it. Lando's here for your droid, your man, your woman, your alien, whatever you got. Number two. Number two. Obi-Wan. That's right. I love me some Obi-Wan Kenobi. Played <laughs> to excellence by my Obi-Wan, Sir Ewan McGregor. This man is dapper, charming. Like The evolution of his hair from episode one on or yep. like, no, like, think about that. Like you were looking at him and you were like, oh, this might be a little struggle here. But then you think about like episode two and he steps out and he's like, oh, like now yeah. he's like, look at, look he's at my not a Padawan. He's like, I'm a, I'm a Jedi master now. Like what you got? Yep. And you're like, ladies, <laughs> meet me at the bar for a drink while my intern takes care of all this mess. No, he's just like, that is, that is okay. There's, there's a meal on that plate. I'm just saying it. But, um, <laughs> Number one, the ultimate yes, snack in Star Wars, Padme Amidala. There she is. That the, is the queen of Naboo herself. Elegant. I mean, 
fierceness, Cheers. boldness, strategy, just like, and I mean, like, let us not forget the leather outfit that she wore to make sure that Anakin knew that they were nothing more than, they were nothing more than fr like friends. <laughs> no mixed signals like, there. No, it wasn't even about mixed signals. Like, and it had nothing to do with him. I won't even say that. Like, she just had style. Like, that is her casual lounging around the palace outfit. That is a casual outfit for her. Like, the grace that Padme has, the style that Padme has, just everything about her hair, all of it, her compassion. Like, Padme could not give a flyer. Like, she was a young queen. You never knew. Like, she didn't have to care about all these people, but she cared about every single person that worked for her. She cared about all of these people. Like, yeah, she risked their lives and put them in decoy situations, but still, she still <laughs> had a lot of respect. But, yeah. She owned, now, she owned every bit of it. She did. And I mean, she's ride or die pretty much. And she, I mean, <laughs> she died, but like she was riding for Anakin until she did, like up until the last until minute. Until she actually was, died of sadness. I was oh. like, I don't know. You're going down a path that I cannot follow. <laughs> I, like, I like this thought. I like this thought that Brian wants you to consider. He said, if that's what she wears out in the open, imagine what she's got in her closet. I would live racks die, on breathe. racks on racks. <laughs> Like to go through Padme's closet, could you imagine? I could put some looks together in that thing. Like every, like there's an accent, there's a hat. Like, do you remember? Like she goes and she's supposed to be a refugee in episode two, right? <laughs> they have she all is supposed the to be. You are the wealthiest refugee I've ever seen in this situation where she is literally like she's still rocking her jewels. She's like, oh, is this a casual outfit, Anakin? Am I blending in? I see you've got your farmer's sheath on, but uh, check out this very understated, completely color coordinated outfit that goes down to my purse. But I love her. I love her. I think yes. that Natalie Portman is. I remember. Oh, my God. I went to the in-game premiere and she just like popped out of one of the cars like nobody was expecting her and i'm pretty sure like i was pregnant at the time and i was like, oh my god like i like could have gone into labor right there it's like oh this is so exciting i love you so much anyway yeah those are my seven snacks so we got finn val han anakin han sorry anakin lando obi-wan and padme i mean nobody's gonna argue with that list because that is snackalicious from top to bottom plenty of looks Plenty of style, plenty of everything that you want when you're looking for a snack. So thank you for putting that list together. That was absolutely a lot of fun. And um, we're going to wrap this up because I want you to have a chance to get back to those babies before everybody has to go to bed. I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us tonight. It truly is a pleasure and an honor to get to spend some time talking to you, hearing more about your story. And before we get out of here, I want you to have an opportunity, of course, to plug. You can't talk about everything you've got going on. We know that. But what have you got going on you can talk about? And, of course, where can everybody find you and interact and hang out? Hi. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christina Ariel, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. But if you spell it wrong, you've got the wrong person. Then it's not me. <laughs> um, you can. Um, I don't know how many of you know this, but I have a show on two on Wednesdays from four to six p.m. PST. It's called Into the Motherlands, and it's an Afrofuturist 
tabletop role-playing game. We're playing off of the Cortex system, and I play an android named Admiral Silent 919. She's a Montagini Bio-Priest. She's really cool. She has weaponized hair. And so it's a really cool story that we've been developing. We're on our third season, but you can catch up on it on Apple Podcasts. I'm also hosting the Concept Art Awards on September 11th during the Lightbox Expo. So that's September 11th at 6 p.m. So be sure to watch that. Um, I just had my first table read. I'm doing a show with Shipwreck Comedy called Headless. It's a Headless Horseman series. It's a 10-part comedy series, and I hope that you guys will watch that when it comes out. We start filming in November. It's going to be 10 episodes. It's really cool. I play a very high-strung type A secretary, so that's going to be really great. Also, <laughs> there's a new Higher Public show coming sooner than you think, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be great. You can catch all the episodes on StarWars.com forward slash to Higher Public, or you can catch them on the Star Wars YouTube channel. So give it a like and all that fun stuff. Say nice things. Who knows? I don't know. But like, yeah, if you I say everything on Twitter. So if you want to see like I just post my real life and what I'm doing when I'm doing it. So just I don't know. Come say hi and like talk and stuff. Absolutely. Well, like we said before, you do such a great job of including all of us and taking us along when you can. Um, I popped into the live video that you did on Instagram a couple weeks ago when you were at FunCon and you were walking around to the Star Wars area and the Jurassic Park Jeep and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, I feel like I've been there because Christina took me and we got to watch the video. So we're always appreciative that you take us along whenever you get opportunities to do that cool stuff because you do recognize that we love it the way you do and you give us a chance to be exposed to the other parts of it. So it's truly, truly fun. And we really thank you so much for that. Thank you again for being with us tonight to everybody in the live chat. Thank you for hanging out, putting comments in there. We truly appreciate you guys. If you're listening on the audio version of this podcast, we appreciate you as well. And we hope that you will subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check us out sometime live on a Sunday night, jump in the chat, throw some comments in there, hang out with us. But if you don't have the ability to do that, we appreciate you listening on audio. So Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. I hope everybody has a great week coming up this next week. And until we are together again next time, may the Force be with you always. Mm -hmm.